Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Talking Bowls, brought to you by Three Little Ducks in the Gorrie Quay. And basically, I've come to the decision that I've done enough uh, talking on my own throughout Talking Bowls. So this week, I've got five guests, and we're just going to listen to those interviews. Uh, we're actually going to start with Division 1, and a conversation I've had with uh, Bill Butler, who's an ex-teammate of mine, who's been one of the selectors out of the Sorrell Bowls Club this year. And he'll be the, the long interview of the, uh, the episode. Um, but I think it's great to hear um, how Sorrell have gone this season and how they're looking forward to the, the Premier League next year. Uh, and then what I've done is I've grabbed a, a player from each club, not necessarily a selector or a president, just a, a few, uh, I guess, a general player's perspective of how their team's going. I speak to Josh Mabb from Sandy Bay, Rick Omerod from the Northy Rodman, Craig Griggs from Kingborough, and I'll finish with Liam O'Brien from the Buckingham Bowls Club. And uh, that'll that'll be the episode for today. It's a little bit longer because of the, the five guests. If I do my quick maths, it's probably going to be close to 35 minutes. But uh, it is the one of the major weeks of the year with two finals being played this week. Uh, if you are living under a rock in the, the Premier League, Lenorky Rodman take on Sandy Bay and then uh, Buckingham will take on Kingborough. Kingborough finishing third, so I guess it's Kingborough versus Buckingham. Uh, Division 1, uh, Sorrell finished on top there, taking on Chiefston. And it'll be Brighton taking on Howrah in the third versus fourth. Uh, next week, we'll have a bit of a closer look at the, the finals. A uh, quick shout-out to Taruna for being the club that ended up on the most points and in Division 3. And Andrew McKenzie, who skipped in Division 3, uh, managed to get through the whole season undefeated, which is a, an amazing job. And uh, maybe if um, I might try and get in touch with him and, and get him on the show if he's keen to have a talk. And uh, if you've met Andrew before, You'll probably know that uh, talking is one of your strengths. Maybe I'll get a word in. But anyway, let's move on. And uh, first guest will be uh, Bill Butler from the Surreal Bowls Club. And the next guest we'll have on uh, this episode of Talking Bowls is uh, Bill Butler from the Surreal Bowls Club. Welcome, Bill. Thanks, David. How are you going? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, now, of course, the main reason we've got you on the show is because of uh, how well Sorrell did in Division 1 this year. You must be very pleased with the, the efforts of all, all the team. Um, yeah, the whole club actually went very well, like from Division 6, um, Division 5 and Division 1. We, um, we probably played a lot better than we thought we were going to, but yep. yeah. Last year we had a pretty good year too, though. We finished in the four, so we hoped to um, to go sort of one better than that. We did. We ended up finishing on top, which was awesome, really. Yeah, it was a fantastic effort. I was, um, I'm not sure if you listened to the show, but after round 14, um, Brighton played Jeeves, and I, I pretty much made the statement that whoever won that game was going to be promoted. Um, Sorrell had just just lost to Howrah. Um, you were 16 points off top with four games to go. Did you still think you, you had a chance of... Uh, getting that promotion spot? Um, to be honest, though, we didn't really talk about it that much. Yep. Um, we like, we're sort of we're a club that's got um, a lot of experience, but we've got a lot of young players as well. Yep. Um, and, we, you know, it's our cliche, take one week at a time, and that's pretty much what we were doing. Like, yep. Um, it was just... I guess it was to our advantage that um, that Brighton sort of got beat in the last couple of games, and, and then we played them at home, and yep. and we beat them at home. So that was sort of that sort of played into our hands a bit, and, the, and the, so did the roster actually. It was a it was a great ending to the season, but 
you've in those last four games you beat uh, St John's Park, who've been playing well. You also knocked off Royal Hobart at Royal Hobart, which is never easy to do. And um, you're right, a little bit lucky with Bryson almost uh, blowing their chances, losing to Huonville at home as they hadn't won many games Huonville. But uh, must have been a great that that last game basically was a, a finals game if you consider the winner was getting promoted and also was important to stay in that top two. Um, would have been great to give some of those younger bowlers some um, experience at what finals is going to be like. It was awesome, actually. And they, um, and they really played their part, too. Like, I've got um, uh, a young 17-year-old that plays with me, Nathan. Yeah. And uh, he's played three for me for probably half the year. And, um, like, his maturity is sort of unbelievable, actually. Really yeah. Unbelievable. And there's and his sister actually plays in our team. She leads for one of the other reps. Yep. And she's probably she's at probably fifteen. Yep. And she's probably been one of our best bowlers. Yeah, we've had uh, Michaela on the show before. She um has done also done a great job with the the junior side, the um state junior side. So I think Nathan and, and Michaela have uh, been a, a credit to the Royal Bowls Cup this year. And you speak about your rink. You must be happy with your rink. Thirteen wins from seventeen games shows that uh. The four of you were were playing well together, or were you, did you have a few different players in your team over the years? Um, yeah, the league changed twice, I think. Yep. Um, once Peterson had to. Um, uh, Chris, Leona's husband, was playing too. Leona, Leona Smith was leading. She had a really good year too. But she yep. Came to so, um, it was only only probably two changes for the year, so. So that was really good, and um, and sort of elevating Nathan from a league to a three, and he seemed to have all the shots, and he seemed to have that, um, just seemed to have a bit of maturity about what he was doing, and um, I didn't really have any hesitation after watching him bowl to, to bring him up to a three spot. It's given me more confidence too, actually. Oh, good. And uh, I'm also very jealous of uh, of people that get to play with uh, their parents and. You must be pretty proud of um, the way Simon's Simon's got to bowl with uh, Simon playing in your team and and as a skip he won eleven out of fourteen so he's he's been having a, a good season himself and it must be just a just a good to have have Simon with you in the team. It's um, it's every father's dream really. Yep. Especially to have him playing beside me as a skip like he if he he beat um, I think two offshore races. Yep. He raced in I think he raced in Sydney Hobart. And he also um, had two weddings, like in the last two games that he had to go to. So, yep. you know, at his age, like all his mates are getting married, and, and like he's the best man, and, and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, like a credit to him, like he could really bowl well all year, and his ring sort of um, sort of bowl well too. Like he had a few changes in his ring, but you know, um, his inclusion and um, and Brocky Ross, um, um, okay. Yep. Um, like, he came into our club with a, you know, a real boom for us. Yeah, I saw he won the uh, the club singles. They must have been uh, playing well out on the on that surface. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He was actually playing through the Don Kidd. Um, uh, about three parts of the way through the season, Don said, "Look, you know, I think um, I think uh, he's got um, um, Don's got a bit of a hernia and he's he's having a bit of trouble, you know, like standing up all day, so." We swapped them over, and it's really been a breath of fresh air. It's like um, he's he's really played well, and, and Don was backing him up as a three. Don can bowl, like he's like evergreen Don. Yep. And um, 
that's really been good for the club and Dave Foster goes to home when Petri said they were I'd like you to bring David over into my team, I'll go back as a three, which he did. Yep. And um, Peter Sell last year said they were you know, well he didn't use the hiring. Um, and I'll play as a three and and the team got changed around a bit after that. But you know, like all these guys sort of step back to the credit that the young blokes come through and it definitely sounds like that when you've got those players in your team that uh, are uh, prepared to put the club before themselves is uh, is always very handy. And, and uh, I've found um, with me started starting selecting this year, if you can have that experienced player playing three to someone who hasn't had a lot of skipping experience, that's definitely a, a benefit and a, a bit of a luxury as well if you can afford to do that. Yeah, that's what's been happening, especially on Queensland. Yep. Um, Foster came from Western Australia where he's playing on um, questionable greens over there, I suppose. And, yep. But um, he's a young player with a lot of talent. And, uh, and Glenn sort of realised that and he said to me, mate, bring him over to me and I'll play three to him. So that's what we did. And I think Damon and Glenn have probably only lost and the rest of the Olympians have probably only lost one game yep. or two games as well. And uh, now we're, we're heading into the finals and Sorrell's won the, the four games in a row, which which helps create a lot of confidence and, and the bonus of being able to play that first home game on the synthetic against Jeeveston. You must uh, be feeling confident but also cautious, being fully aware that, that Jeeveston are, are themselves a side full of experience where a lot of players have been playing Premier League for a lot of a lot of uh, previous years. Indeed. Um, you know, Rolly Coe and, and um, oh, the other guy that plays for Jeeveston that won the skip of the year, or the top skip in one of them and it was uh, Coulson, Tom Coulson maybe, yeah, lot, and the last one or two, yeah. Yeah, and last time we played down there, I played against um, Peter, um, oh, I can't remember that he bowled really well and his team bowled well. Yep. But they're a, top, they're a good side, they're Division 1. Yep. Um, Jefferson, as a Brighton, you know, you, um, we were really fortunate to be Brighton, even at home. Like, I think Dave Foster three pinched at quarter past six. Yep. On Saturday night. Yep. And I said they were they weren't giving in. Yep. <laughs> they were fighting tooth and nail to win. So yep. but um, but that was a really good game. Yeah, it's usually gonna be hard and the guys like Rolly Code you just can't write them off. Yeah. Well the best of luck for the finals and just quickly touching on, on next season with a, a lot of the younger players, they must be very keen to get the, the Premier League experience next year and see how they can uh, mix it with some of the, the big boys and girls, so to speak. That's another um, advantage for Sorrell, really, the fact that we haven't gone up because yep. they will stay with us. Yep. You know, whereas we probably could have lost them, I guess. Yep. And they, they're really looking forward to it, especially yep. the younger ones. Yeah. But um, next year we'll be looking to add a few more players to the list. You know, like um, there's no way in the world we'd be complacent enough to think that, um, that we've got a team that can win in Premier League. Yep. Because, to be honest, though, we don't practice enough and yep. we don't have enough top I definitely think if you can uh, use that home ground advantage to your, your benefit, you're going to be a side that's going to scare a few teams, especially uh, visiting out there. But uh, thanks very much Everybody for... Um, loves Sorrel, Dave, you know that. What's that, sorry? Everybody loves Sorrel, Dave, you know that. I've actually only played on it once, and I, I think it was, uh, I enjoyed it that time, so it'll be good to get out there next year. Um, th- thanks very much for your, your time, Bill. It's, uh, it's been great watching the, the progress of Division 1 and the way Sorrel have... Uh, stormed up the ladder at the right end of the season and uh, 
we look forward to uh, playing against you uh, next season. Indeed, looking forward to it, Dave. Thank you. Thanks for your call. No worries. Cheers. Uh, the next guest we've got for Talking Bowls this week is uh, a player that I like to put a lot of pressure on by calling him the form player in the South. Well, he was earlier in the season. Uh, Joshua Mab from Sandy Bay Bowls Club. Welcome, Josh. Thanks, Simon. Uh, now, you must be uh, looking forward to the final. Sandy Bay got into that uh, second position and, and get a chance for uh, to go straight into the grand final if you're good enough against uh, Glenorchy Rodman this week. You must be um, really pleased with the way the club's gone this season. I think a lot of people probably at the start of the year probably thought Sandy Bay maybe a year where they even miss out on the finals. But you've had some players such as yourself and Benny Dayton and Josh Lording, some of the younger players playing really well. But on top of that, you've still got the players such as uh, Bobby By and other players with experience that have also played well. Yeah, no, it's been good, uh, especially young guys, as you said, step up. Um, we've had, you know, we've had Brad come along to the club and Taylor in the last four or five weeks come along. It's been really good to get these guys and, you know, Bryce, he's stood up, you know, really well. You know, Trey's got where we've needed him. Um, yeah, all the young guys are doing what they're doing and doing it well. And, you know, it just makes you feel good. Makes you this one, you know, sort of, when, when no one really gives a chance to... And you've also had a few uh, uh, injuries to, to overcome. I know um, Benny Dayton was out for a while. I know um, uh, Seto was out when he fell off his bike. And, and it must have been a little bit uh, disrupting to the club. So it must be good to have those players come into the to the side and be able to do a, a good job. Yeah, no, when, when Benny went down, it was sort of a little bit hard. But, you know, that's, that's a good thing about um, well, even players like um, David Anderson in the lead spot, I know when, um, probably two or three years ago, I remember speaking to Rowdy and, and he really rated Ando as a, a top-notch lead and he was out of the team for a, for a year or two, but now he's back and uh, he bowled, bowled well against us. So it must be all across the board, not just those uh, the young players playing in three, but also the leads and twos going well too. Yeah, no, um, like, like, Ando's not in that team at the moment. He was against Rossi, but oh, he's there. Oh, he's there. Yeah, Ando's not in the top side shows the, the depth you've got at the moment. You also had uh, Talon Mayo come in to your team as well. Now, did he end up getting eligibility for the finals? Yeah, um, I, I think that was one of the first things we done when he came along. was just make sure he was able to play finals. And, and he's been playing really well. He's been playing make him travel every week to they have to go and travel for four hours if you want to go and play finals but um so 
obviously this week against Rodman out there, you said yourself it's it's not an easy job to go out there and beat them on, on their turf. Where do you think you might have some some chances to, to beat them? Um, I think at the front end is really, really solid. Like, not, you know, most of the year at front end's been, been the Kevin Parker team, um, keeping us all, you know, with the skips and threes happy, dogs and edge. I think, you know, the front end matches up better than problems. Uh, a few of the back ends match up pretty good as well. And we've had some, some really tough games with it this year. There's only sort of a couple of weeks, um, just got blown away a little bit, but apart from that, I think we've been pretty close. Um, even as they come down, they've been lost by five shots, so I think that goes, you know, sort of might scare them a little bit. And I know you're you're very humble when it comes to your rink, and you like to praise a lot of the other players, but you must be pleased with how you've played. To finish third on the on the skip ladder shows that you yourself are having a pretty decent season. Uh, yeah, look, I, I've been, been rather happy with the way that the way that I've played. But, you know, it's, it's most as you know, it's been the skip. It's mostly the front end, and you know, having a good lead, uh, good lead this week. It's off a good start, and it's been really the Bobby and Chris have played well here. And, well, thanks very much for your, your time, Josh. Best of luck in, in the finals and uh, whatever happens on Saturday. If you if you uh, end up going down and get a game on Sunday, you've got uh, you do have the two chances to get into the grand final. So hopefully you, you grab a hold of one of those chances. No worries. Thanks very much, Rob. No worries. And to continue the uh, finals theme for the Premier League today, uh, we've got uh, Rick Omrod from the Glenorchy Rodman Bowls Club. Welcome, Rick. G'day, David. Thank you very much. No worries. Now, uh, now Roddy's have been in some uh, fine form, having uh, pretty much undefeated for the whole last round. I think it might have been up to 14 games. Uh, you must be pretty pleased with how the, the way the team's playing. I think we um, have all been very pleased with it, actually, but... It's sort of the last couple of weeks where probably the wheels are starting to slowly slip a bit, so we've all had to look at ourselves and have a good eye look at the I'm saying, and, and it just sort of pick it up again. So and I think we, as we go into these, especially Saturday, we'll um, come back firing on all four cylinders, I reckon. Well, it's definitely a different game. Like, I know the Roddies have had now probably two or three games that really didn't matter. You were pretty much going to finish on top, and, and that did produce some close results. So I'm sure you're hoping now that it's... Uh, back to more of a cutthroat style of game that the, the players were able to refine the, the form they had during that middle part of the season? I think that'll be the case. I think um, more and more experienced players, we tend to take it a little bit easier and carry away the court tops a few times, but probably doesn't mean against the teams that we think we're going to win against, which is not a good attitude to go in with, but I think we'll be back on track this Saturday and um, the captains or the teams will have us, will have us firing our now, obviously, playing a, a Sandy Bay on your on your home turf, um, must be pleased to have to have earned that uh, that home ground advantage. Um, Rodman, obviously, with the the little nuances, having that bit of a, a longer uh, longer uh, green than uh, than normal, and uh, your teams like to use that to your advantage. Well, we were talking about that today. We played this week on Sunday, it wasn't running the way we wanted to. It's easy to talk about what the way the green is going at the moment. So. Yep. Well, that's the uh, the advantage of having the uh, the home green up your sleeve. Um, now, what um, what you must be uh, pleased with is is some of the form of 
across the team. We've um, recently up at the um, state championship in the triples, um, uh, Lee had a, a good run, not not as uh, well as he would have liked, but you've got your players in, in the back ends playing some, some good balls. Grant was playing with him as well. Now, we just uh, spoke to Josh Mabb from Sandy Bay Bowls Club, and I won't give away anything he said. You'll have to listen to the episode uh, when it gets put online. But um, but how, how do you think you match up against uh, a Sandy Bay, and where do you think you might be able to um, get the advantage over them? Sorry, Rick, we just had a bit of a technical issue there with the phone, but you were saying last time you, you beat them on all four rings? Last time we played down there, we beat them on all four rings. That gives us a great confidence boost against them, but I, I do rate them highly. We have to be on our toes because they will just run over them. They have, they have that many good quality players. But um, it's not going to really depend. It's going to be a big game. There's no doubt about that. It's a big clash. Well, yeah, you look at the, the names on paper, I think uh, both teams have got... Uh, some very uh, experienced uh, players that know what they're doing. I think Rodman will, I know that last year they must have been uh, disappointed to, to lose the grand final. And, and obviously you don't like to hear the saying, lose one to win one. But that experience of having played in the finals last year that your players gained and playing in the grand final, that's got to be a, a benefit to the team. I think so. But with the way it was tested last year, a lot of the players that did play there, there's a lot better than not there more experienced players there and then I think that's where the calming influence will come. It's, uh, the ones that did lose last year want to win, but the rest that joined in will keep them focused. Which yeah, I think, will make them good, I think. I think uh, uh, calming influence is a, is a great way of uh, summing it up because I know a lot of players are, are very keen to, to play their best, but if they uh, work themselves up too much, they actually find themselves uh, going in the other direction. Exactly right. They'll change their things, what they do in the morning and Excellent. Well, uh, thanks very much for your, your time, Rick, and it uh, should be a, a cracking game. Hopefully people that uh, aren't playing in finals can uh, get along to the, the Rodman Bowls Club, and I know you're um, still taking entries for your Easter Carnival as well, so people that are, are keen, to, keen to play can get in touch, touch with the club or in touch with Lee Schroener, and... Uh, Best of luck for Saturday, and if you're playing Sunday, best of luck Sunday as well. Thank you, David, and well, and well done to the top four teams, and all good luck for everybody this weekend. Cheers, thank you. Thank you, mate. And that was the, the two players from the clubs that are contesting the first versus second game in the Premier League, and now we change our focus to the third versus fourth game, which is the elimination final on Saturday for the right to play the loser of uh, the Norky Rodman Sandy Bay. And we'll start off with uh, with Kingborough and welcome to the program, Craig Griggs. Welcome, Craig. Hey, thanks, Dave. Thanks for giving us a call. Now, you must be uh, very pleased as a as a club. I 
believe, if I read correctly, that this is the first time Kingborough has been in, in finals in the, the top division for Bowl South. Yeah, that's, that's uh, what they tell us down here. And uh, it's a bit of a buzz going around the club at the moment. I can imagine it, it must be a very positive atmosphere because not only have you, you made the finals, but you've made it in such a way that uh, that other teams must be very wary of you and, and the way you're, you're playing. It's a, it's a credit to your team. Yeah, well, we're going well, pretty nice at the moment. It's uh, all the hard work we, we did in the beginning of the season starting to pay off. And um, we're And uh, speaking from your, your own perspective, you've been playing with uh, with Dave McLean and uh, obviously David's had an outstanding season, but to be part of the rink that's uh, recognised as the, the best rink of the season must be a, a good feeling. Uh, it's, uh, we're happy with that. Um, we, you know, I was uh, offered the position to play three this year with uh, a couple of people uh, pulling out and uh, we're a bit short on, uh, on players, so uh, Dave's it would have been a, a pretty uh, quick conversation. Uh, Dave McLean says, "Do you want to play three for me?" You go, "Yes." There's <laughs> not a lot of thinking about it. <laughs> but it's not only um, David. I know Jared Long's also had a had a, a good season, and across the board, some of your your, uh, your younger players, um, uh, Ryan, Ryan guys had a had a good season and, and played well in the, the under eighteen competitions. And you must be pleased with people that have uh, that have made the step up, like yourself, into maybe a new position, but have showed that they've uh, they can handle it at this level. Yeah, no, we've um, progressed pretty well this year, uh, and it's a lot to do with uh, our spotter and Yeah, it's a, it's definitely great to see, and it's one of the benefits from getting a player like that. Not only uh, is he a, a top-notch uh, a player and a good person, but just to bring the expectations of what you should be doing at practice and different ideas about practice and even different ideas of how you uh, you treat the game itself. It's good to hear you mention those names because sometimes it's the players that have actually uh, been around a while sometimes are um, less conducive to taking on, on the new direction. So when players of, of that calibre get involved and show the rest of the club that this is this is what we need to do, it, it makes it a lot easier for, for David and the and the team to, to head in the right direction. Oh, that's for sure. Um, there, there hasn't been uh, anyone sort of balking uh, at doing anything, mate. So... Um, it's been a really good atmosphere and um, uh, we're very happy with what's going on, so yeah, it's great. Now, speaking of teams in good form, you're, you're coming up against the Buckingham team that has had to play well in the last three weeks of the season just to qualify for the finals. Uh, it's going to be a, an intriguing match-up. Where do you think, um, or how do you think you match up against them and where do you think you might have a bit of an advantage? Well, we matched pretty well against, against them. Um, well, the last time we met, we had a pretty convincing win on their uh, 
but uh, finals is a different uh, kettle of fish. Um, and we have had uh, well, I think um, there's only two or three of our players that ever played in this sort of a final before. Yeah. Um, where Bucks was probably uh, uh, used to it a bit more. Um, so it's going to be a very close game, I think, and uh, it's all who can get on top of each other on the rings. So, uh, it'll be interesting. The draw is going to be very interesting. Uh, who matches up on who wins. I definitely, it's, a, it's an underrated facet of the game sometimes. I know some of the Rosny players I speak to think that the draw actually helped us win our grand final last season. I think people um, just think that we, if you can get some, some right matchups by the luck of the cards, it could definitely be a benefit to, to one team or another. Oh, I think so, for sure. Um, uh, we've got um, all our four skips at the moment. Uh, they all finished in the ladder. They're all in pretty good form at the moment, so um, we're not really worried about who draws who, but there's a few, you know, we like to draw, but it's all in the cards. So, um, because we like to draw the same people we drew last time, we gone pretty well against them. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Indeed. Well, best of luck for, for Saturday and, and fingers crossed for you guys that you're, you're also playing on Sunday, but I am saying that to, to every team, so <laughs> good luck for, for both games. But maybe just a, a quick plug for your uh, uh, your unofficial champion champion pairs competition you've got uh, organised? Yeah, look, um, I've started, we've got sponsorship tips, which is Australia has come on board and uh, offered $500 for the, for the winning uh, team or uh, between the winner and the, uh, the runners-up. Um, it's two to enter, enter and any um, uh, signatures from the clubs can enter it. So it's uh, A, B, mixed or female, uh, doesn't matter. I've got a few entries at the moment. So um, you know, I know a lot of clubs haven't uh, finalised their pairs yet. But uh, yeah, so if you can get something going with one of the good uh, nights or two nights down here, you can cross there and uh, have a good time. And just, for, just broke up a bit with that sponsor. Who was sponsoring that event? Uh, it's a company called Kids Search Australia. They're an international company. Yep. Um, they're a supplier of uh, chemicals, industrial agents and things. So uh, uh, they just come on board with us. So it uh, uh, could be bigger and better next year, hopefully. But, um, uh, that's great to see. And that, uh, I think it's a good innovation. Obviously, the Champion Champion Pairs has, has gone by the wayside. So any players out there, if you manage to win a, a Pairs Championship at your club, uh, free to enter. Get along to um, Kingbrun. That was a great... Um, atmosphere down there last year when the Champion Champions was on. So well done to the King Revolts Club and uh, good luck for the, the weekend ahead, Craig. Yeah, thanks, Dave. And, uh, I'll see you over there and uh, hope you're over and watching a bit of battery for us. Cheers. Uh, I'll, uh, I might remain neutral, but hopefully the, there's some good bells <laughs> being put down. No Cheers. Worries, Thank you. Bye. Thanks. And to conclude the uh, the Premier League teams of, that are playing this weekend, it's... Uh, Welcome back to the show, but the first time speaking is himself, uh, Liam O'Brien from the Buckingham Bowls Club. Welcome, Liam. Yeah, nice to be Now, I'm not sure if uh, everyone actually worked out uh, at the end of it that uh, you were backup chicken uh, earlier on in the Talking Bowls uh, uh, episodes. Uh, did you cop much flack at that uh, at the Bowls Club? Oh, I went down and actually found it. It was actually me and Bertani. Yeah, a couple of flack from him, but most of the boys liked taking the mickey in the down, so... Yeah, all good for it. It's a good pastime, uh, letting uh, Chicken know of a few of his uh, errors along the ways. But anyway, let's get back to the serious stuff. Um, you must be very pleased with the way Buckingham have uh, finished the season to ensure that they've uh, qualified for the finals. Yeah, we, we might have a little bit, but I mean, we're such a unicorn in 
found um, playing on the synthetic this year obviously it's the first season that a, a Premier League club has played on the synthetic and I I got the feeling a little bit that even the Bucks players took a little bit of getting used to it towards the start of the season but as the season came on you got to play on it a little bit more it became more of a home ground advantage is that a, a fair comment? Uh, I'd say so yeah and more, more, it was more so mastering the conditions that we, we had there I mean we always know it's going to be windy but man mastering that on a 14 second carpet that And also you must be pleased with the way the team has started to gel. I know there was maybe a, a few issues with who should be skipping towards the start of the season and the selectors have done a good job sorting that out. You seem to um, have found a combination now that works really well for everyone involved. It's also you had a, a lot of, I can think off the top of my head, at least four players that, that came to the club that slotted uh, straight into the side. So it's also a bit of the issue there with gelling in regards to how people play games and certain styles and how they call the head as well. had the, the experience of uh, Chicken and Keegan as well, so it was uh, some, oh, some pretty handy pickups too. Um, oh, absolutely. Now, there's already been a bit of uh, a friendly banter on, on Facebook, but I think it's been all uh, pretty much taken in, in good spirits, but uh, opposition this week, Kingbury, you must be uh, looking forward to getting a chance to, to take them on. How do you feel the the pressure of the, the Saturday and Sunday? I think sometimes you can almost, if you get the win on that Saturday but lose on the Sunday, you kinda, it feels a bit hollow. But do you, do you think your team's ready to have those, if you can, win that Saturday game, ready to back it up on the Sunday the next day? Uh, I'd, I'd like to think so. I think we've got enough experience outside that, to know that you know, 100 out of 200, if we get through, isn't, isn't the full job done now. We're only halfway there and there's, there's a bigger prize at the end of it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, it, it is a lot of pressure. I mean, 
expecting that after it, you know, he could have a rally and win the day before in a close game. Drains a lot of energy, but the good players do back it up, and if we're good enough to do it, we're definitely going to be good enough to do it. Now, I've asked the other three players, so it's only fair to ask you as well. How do you think you, you match up against the, the Kings of Bowls club? Do you, do you see some advantages that you have and, and maybe some some weaknesses in their team? Um, look, I think, I think they're like any other side in that if you get on top of them early, you know, you can hold them in good good finish up a good job. But, I mean, 100 ends is 100 ends, so that series sometimes can get thrown out of the water. Look, as I said before, they're a really good side. Um, that's just given to pressure, pressure on early, keeping that sustained over the first five ends, and then the middle, the middle ends after the break in the last five ends. I mean, that's going to hold you in set against the least best sides. So, I mean, I, I don't see too many advantages. I think we do match up well with them. Uh, the couple of results we've had with them this year haven't really reflected what's going on on the green. So, I mean, anything can happen on the day, but I think I think it's going to be a very good matchup. Well, it's, uh, it's great to see. I think all, all four teams are, are feeling confident. They, uh, they've got a lot of respect for their opposition, so there should be some, uh, some really good games, hopefully, fingers crossed from a, from a neutral's perspective. Uh, thanks very much for your, your time, Liam, and uh, best of luck on Saturday. And if you're successful, best of luck on Sunday. Cheers, David. Thanks for having me. No worries. And uh, I will just tidy up the end of the episode. Thank you very much to all those players that are willing to give up their time. It's uh, been great for the show throughout the whole season, people being able to, to willing to just get on the phone and, and have a chat. So thanks to the, the five players that have spoken today. Thanks again to Three Little Ducks and the Burry of Key for uh, enabling the website and the, the podcast to keep going. And if you're playing finals this week, best of luck to you, whether it be Saturday or Sunday, and hopefully uh, your team's in the grand final in the following weekend. Cheers.